When you're in the market for a new car, you want a vehicle that conquers your daily commute, easily handles the elements, and looks great too. You need the reliability of a Toyota and the confidence that your investment will last. Why? Because after all the carpools, shopping trips, and weekends out, you want a car that still has plenty of miles left in it and holds its value for a great trade-in deal. That's where Toyota leads the pack as the number one resale value brand for 2024, according to Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. So check out the all-new, fully redesigned 2025 Camry or test drive a stylish and affordable Corolla sedan or hatchback. And remember, when you choose Toyota, you're not just buying a car for today, you're investing in trade-in value for tomorrow. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals, for more. Vehicles projected resale value is specific to the 2024 model year. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Toyota, let's go places. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello, and welcome to Happier, a podcast that gives you strategies and tips for how to build happier habits into your daily life. This week, we'll talk about the dangers of procrastinating and about the pleasures of giving and getting a nice little surprise. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, mom says hi. You know, she's staying with me in New York City. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And Gretch, I wish that I were there with you and mom so we could go to Bloomingdale's and eat at the cafe. (laughs) It's my favorite thing to do. I know. Um, But instead, I'm in my new office. Yeah, I can hear it from your voice. Like it sounds like a, a kind of a new office. Are you still getting everything set up? Yes, I'm not totally set up here, so I'm calling you from a landline. Ah. Um, so that's why I probably don't sound great. Sorry about that. And Elizabeth, I heard that Walt Disney himself had your office. You're sitting in the office, uh, one that Walt Disney used. That is insane. We have heard that. We haven't yet determined if that's apocryphal or real. Gretch, we're trying. We're trying no, to get to no, the bottom of that. No, no, no. Do not investigate. I think right, that is just assume it's just, true. It's just, of course it's true. Absolutely, that's so cool. And uh, before we jump into the try this at home, we got a lovely note from our listener Genesis. Yes, yeah, she said. 
Episode 168 came up at the exact right moment for me. I was getting ready to paint a room in our house and was not looking forward to it. We purchased our property two years ago, and after painting and in some cases repainting every room of our 1,500-square-foot home myself, I've come to dread the work involved in prepping and painting a room. My husband and I are in the process of adopting our first child, and in converting his office to a nursery, I wanted a fresh coat of paint on the walls for our adoption profile photos. I've been putting off painting the room for weeks, dragging my feet, and finding any excuse to just close the door and not have to look at it, when I finally ran out of reasons not to paint. That's when I heard your happiness hack. Remember, this is supposed to be fun. I can't tell you how much just hearing those words shifted my mindset about this project. I've been avoiding getting started for so long, but then I reminded myself how great the room would look once it was finished and how accomplished I would feel crossing it off my to-do list. Most importantly, reminding myself that I was doing this so that our future son or daughter will have a lovely space to come home to made me feel much better, dare I say happier, while doing what I typically consider a boring and pain-in-the-you-know-what task. So thank you for helping me put things back into perspective and for bringing clarity at the exact moment I needed it. Oh, well, that's so nice to hear. And congratulations to Genesis and her husband and uh, Gold Star for doing the painting. Yes, yes, that's wonderful. This week, Elizabeth, our Try This at Home tip is to plan a nice little surprise. This this is something that I came up um, as one of my resolutions in my book, Happier at Home. And it really is a super fun, easy happiness booster. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's great to have like the anticipation of something that's going to happen. That's a big part of fun. But it's also fun just to like get a nice little surprise. Absolutely. And it's interesting. Research shows that we react more strongly to an unexpected pleasure than to an expected one. So the brain gets a bigger thrill when there's some little treat that comes to us unexpectedly. So if you find a $5 bill on the street or or you get an unexpected compliment from a coworker, or Elizabeth, you know, you and I always talk about wanting to get a present in the mail. It's just yeah. kind of like a lovely little surprise because these are unexpected. They have a special quality to us and the way we respond to them. Yeah, Gretchen, Sarah and I did this. So we had our first official day of work on the fix recently. And Sarah Sarah (laughs) and I, um, well, we tried to surprise the writers with sushi. Ah. Um, It ended up not coming until like 2.30. So it wasn't necessarily the best surprise. (laughs) Um, But we were trying because everybody loves getting sushi, but you can't order it because it's, you know, normally it's too expensive, but we just personally splurged on it. Um, And that was for us a nice little surprise to give the writers. Yeah, I did something similar. Well, I guess it's not so similar, but also food related. When um, Eliza and Eleanor were little, they you know how little kids love their birthday and they love like yeah. having a happy birthday and all that. So I would tell them um, th- there was this bakery that had these teeny tiny cupcakes near their school because you know a lot of times cupcakes are like as big as your head. Yeah. But, um, so these were and it's just so perfect and so cunning with little sprinkles and stuff. So I'd put a candle in it. And I'd be like, "Ooh, surprise! We're going to practice your birthday." And then I would turn out the mm-hmm. lights and sing "Happy Birthday," and they would blow out the candle, and they got the biggest kick out of that. Oh, and so I that's just would do so fun. It's just like every little one, every once in a while. So it was just a little surprise intermittently. Yeah, this is really making me want to think of a nice surprise for Adam because I feel like I never give Adam nice little surprises. Yeah. I know. Well, I think one of the reasons that this is useful is that 
it sort of reminds you to think about other people, yeah. like your spouse. Um, what are they like? What are they interested in? And, and to look out for opportunities to delight them. Not big things like, oh, I'm going to buy you this like giant birthday present, but just like, oh, I saw this little thing that I know you love. And so I'm going to point it out to you or send you a link or remember it or buy it on the fly. Just some, something that they're not expecting to get. As Sarah and I have discussed a lot on Happier in Hollywood, our mantra for this year was relentlessly entertaining. Yeah. One of our writers had a sign made that says relentlessly entertaining and put it up on the wall in the writer's room. And that was such a nice surprise. That's a wonderful little surprise because it's, it's not lavish, but it's super thoughtful and it's super fun. And it's, you'll see it every day, you know, for the next years. And, and this is the thing to remember is that there's a very strong psychological phenomenon is that actions actually inspire feelings. We think that we act because of the way we feel, but to a large degree, we feel because of the way we act. So we should act the way we wish we felt. So if you act in a mm. thoughtful, loving way, you boost your feelings of connection and warmth towards your family, your friends, your coworkers, or whomever. It's by acting in that way, you really are changing your emotional state. Yeah, it's like you feel more loving because you do something loving. I like that. Yeah. Well, way back in episode 16, we talked about the try this at home of imitating a spiritual master. And my mm -hmm. spiritual master is St. Therese of Lisieux. And she wrote a spiritual memoir called Story of a Soul, which I am absolutely haunted by. I probably read it 15 times. And one of the things she says is, it isn't enough to love. We must prove it. Mm. And I think a nice little surprise is one way of just saying, like, you're in my mind. You're in my heart. I'm thinking about you. Um, but here's the thing, Elizabeth, and I don't know if you've ever experienced this. But one frustration that I sometimes get, especially with Jamie, is that I will do something that I think is going to be a nice little surprise. Like maybe it's a chore that I do for him or whatever. And he doesn't really seem to care that much. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking like, oh, I did this nice little surprise, but it didn't seem like it really made a big splash. And then that's I'm thinking, funny. well, am I just doing it because I want to get a reaction? And, and that's not good. I need to do it because I want to act in a certain way toward him. I'm doing it for me. Um, as a gesture, so because I don't want to feel disappointed if he doesn't respond the way I wish he would respond. Yes, that's always the minefield, isn't it? Yes. You want to get a gold star for your action. Well, that's the thing. And so then this can become almost like a way to try to manipulate someone. Mm -hmm. um, and this is the thing, for some people, giving becomes a form of neediness. And by giving, mm -hmm. they think, okay, well, now you're going to have to give to me, whether a similar gesture or lavish me with appreciation or attention or like, oh, I bought these tickets. So now you have to come with me when it's like, well, maybe you say it's a nice little surprise, but I don't want to go. So it is a minefield because you want to do it from the right spirit. So it's like, keep it small. Keep it something you know the person wants to do. Don't do a nice surprise that's like really for you, I guess, is the key. Well, yeah, don't do something that's really for you. And then let go of what they react. Like Eleanor loves the books of Sean Tan, these wonderful books. And I was so excited because I found one that she'd never read. And I got it for her. And I was like, oh, this is going to be such a score. Mm. She didn't really seem to care that much. But I'm like, mm -hmm. but it, that's okay. That's okay. Right. Yeah. Sometimes your nice little surprises will get a big splash. Yes. Like the relentlessly entertaining sign got a yes. big reaction, yes. I tell you. Yes. And 
So thank you, Brooke, for that. And sometimes people will just be like, oh, great, thanks. Yeah, yeah. And you can't be invested in the response. Right, because it's the important part is the gesture of lovingness. And, uh, yeah. and that you have fully accomplished by making the gesture, no matter how they respond. Um, well, let us know if you do try this at home and how planning a nice little surprise works for you. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes for this episode, happiercast.com slash 175 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, an update on our happiness hack question. But first, this break. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. I now work with a team, and I am here to say that finding the right candidate and hiring the right candidate is one of the very biggest and most important challenges to anyone who has a small business. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. There are some stories about our father's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, his retelling of the events always brings me joy. Just in time for Father's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all his stories for our family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your father or father figure's life for years to come. And Gretch, you get a book of all these stories. And I love just keeping a book on the coffee table and anyone from any generation can see a story from dad, like what was his favorite toy or what was his first job? Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Give all the fathers in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to StoryWorth.com happier. That's StoryWorth.com happier to save $10 on your first purchase. So, Elizabeth, in episode 173, we asked for hacks. We asked for listeners mm -hmm. to give us ideas about how to take notes when listening to a podcast if you can't easily take notes, like if you're driving, how do you take notes if there's something that you want to remember when you're listening to a podcast? And we got several very helpful, manageable, realistic solutions. Yes, it was good because I actually thought, who's going to have an answer to this? <laughs> it seems very difficult. And then like so many people were like, well, you can do this. And I was like, oh, good idea. Thanks. Yes. This is why it's good to ask. It turns out people have solutions. Yes. Um, one that would in a million years never have occurred to me, me neither. Um, which I thought was brilliant, was to take a screenshot yep. of the podcast, like of where you are in the podcast when you're at the moment of something you want to remember. So because to take a screenshot, you can just reach over and, you know, push the button on your phone. It doesn't take your attention away. Like if you're driving, you can manage yep. that without being dangerous. 
And so, like, if you take a screenshot and it's like, oh, this is at, you know, minute 2430, then you know that's where you have to go back to. You don't have to go back and listen to the whole podcast again. And I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. And I bet even just a reminder that you were trying to make a note of yourself, in many cases, you might remember just Mm. from looking at the screenshot. Yeah, totally. Another thing that people have used, and I have to say this is the one that I've started to use, is to use voice commands, whether that's Siri or Google Assistant, or I'm sure there's other one as well, to send a note. Now, I have to say, I tried this several different ways, like Siri, send me an email, Siri, send me a text. I found that what is the most seamless way where mm. Siri doesn't keep asking you follow-up questions, which mm. I found very annoying, is, is to say, Siri, send me a reminder in an hour to send Elizabeth an email about the podcast or whatever. Mm. And then in an hour, it pops up as a reminder, and then it's there until you erase it. That's after a lot of trial and error. That, to me, is the easiest thing to do, is to ask. Could be, Siri, send me a reminder in an hour that I want to remember using a Ziploc bag as for my sundries. Yeah, or you could just say, like, send me a reminder in an hour about Ziploc bags, you know. Yeah. Right. But, or right. whatever. Whatever but, yeah, little it's... thing is going to help you remember yeah. what you want to remember. Right. Now, some people are more old school, and uh, Melissa sent us a photo of what that had a picture of a, uh, a pen and a small pad in her, like in the divider of the two seats in the front, mm. of, front of the car. And it says, said, hack, keep a small pad and pen in the car. <laughs> Too obvious. <laughs> Love the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so that was very funny. Yeah, it's like you can just wait for a red light and write yourself a and, note. Yes, you could absolutely do that. Yeah. Um, Heidi said, I listen to several podcasts. When one of them has something I need to do, like make a note, I immediately stop that podcast and start listening to a different one. Later, when I listen at home, any podcast that starts in the middle probably has something I was supposed to find or write down. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so I think that's another, depending on your use patterns, that could be really helpful. And then Todd pointed out something that I found very, uh, was really satisfying to me about the show notes, because of course I do the show notes every week. And he says, the show notes are great. I can usually find whatever references I need there without having to write things down. Mm. And thank you, Todd, because I do work hard on the show notes. And as I say every week, if you want to find it for a particular episode, you go to happiercast.com slash whatever the number is. But you can also go to my site, GretchenRubin.com and slash podcast or just go to the podcast on the top nav bar and they're in reverse chronological order. So you could just find what you're looking for there. But you can also get them by email. If you would like to get Mm. the show notes emailed to you, you can sign up for either just the show notes from my blog or you can get all the blog posts, which also includes the show notes. Um, And I will post a link in the show notes, happiercast.com slash 175 if you want to sign up for that. So check out the show notes because usually I do put in like book titles or if there's an app name you can't quite remember, you might find it there very easily. Yeah. So thank you everyone for your ideas. They were great. Yes. Um, And hopefully this will help everyone. And for at least for happier, the show notes are a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. So there's lots of options there. Now, Lizette, this week, the happiness stumbling block is something that I think is really funny and I have done it myself. And I think it's something that a lot of people have tackled. And because I am obsessed with the idea that outer order contributes to inner calm, you know, I'm always on the hunt for ways to address clutter. And this is a special problem in the area of clutter clearing, which is procrastinating. I love that term. Explain it. 
Okay. So procrastinating is when we get a very strong urge to clear clutter, not from a true desire for outer order, but as a way to delay work on an important task. Now, mm. it is true that often when you're trying to prepare yourself, creating outer order, it can clear your mind, it can release energy, it can help us prepare to tackle a big task. But there's that fine line between preparation or when you're really using clutter clearing as a way to postpone work on something that's more important. So it's the question of knowing the difference between helpful preparation and unhelpful mm. procrastination. Um, yes. Do you Have you ever experienced this? Yes, for sure. There are times when, you know, I have something I'm writing and then I'm like, you know what? I really want to tackle that shelf. It's very important. And then I'll like start doing it. Um, and then I sort of peter off on that, get back to my writing. And then once I realize this, oh, once the writing is done, I never go back. To the shelf. So it was all just a ruse in my mind to keep me from having to write. Well, I think that's uh, and a- often I start it and I don't finish it. That's the problem. So then it might be worse than it was to begin with. Right, right, right. No, yeah, the half-finished clutter clearing. Um, but I think that that is, that's one way to kind of test if it's procrastinating, clearing, if it's useful preparation or unhelpful procrastination, is say to yourself, have I ever noticed this problem before? Like, have I ever felt like, oh, my gosh, I can't live another day if the refrigerator has all these, like, mm-hmm. crumbs and specks of food in it? Or has I, has this haunted me for weeks? Mm-hmm. Or is this just occurring to me now? It feels like right. it's super urgent right this minute. I think that's the sign of And then, of course, if the task is done and the urge to clear vanishes, then you know it was procrastinating. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think it's very common among writers. Many writers will I say like, oh, my, so. my, my kitchen is never as clean as when I have a deadline or whatever. Yes, no, absolutely. I've, I've heard that from a lot of people. Now, actually, Elizabeth, we, you and I kind of got started talking about the stumbling block because we got a note from a listener, Erin, and she was having trouble because she was using clearing items off her to-do list, which is kind of an advanced form of clutter clearing. So, you know, she'd be procrastinating. She'd be like, oh, well, I'll do this on my to-do list, this on my to-do list. And she came up with a very clever solution so that she could keep her to-do list going, but keep also prevent herself from using it as a procrastinating clearing tool. And she used Power Hour, which we talked about all the way back in episode six in a really interesting way. Yeah, Aaron said, before applying the concept of Power Hour, it was very easy for me to see all the things on my to-do list and end up spending time on things that weren't necessarily important to do right then. I work from home and I found myself not getting work done because I was doing one more thing around the house when I wanted to be working. Now I keep a separate power hour list. Whenever I think of something that fits my power hour category, I just add it to the list. When it comes time to do power hour, I just look at my list and decide what to do. I can spend time at work knowing that I'm not forgetting my power hour items. They're just reserved for a different time. I think this is really smart because clearing clutter, keeping a to-do list, it can be helpful, but it can also get in our way. And one of my secrets of adulthood is that working is one of the most dangerous forms of procrastination because you know you're not working properly if you're like, you know, watching reruns of The Office while lying on the floor. But if you're like busy doing stuff, it doesn't necessarily feel like procrastination. But if what it means is that you're not working on whatever is your top priority at the moment, it really, it's, it's not getting you where you want to go. 
Yes. So even you, the queen of clutter clearing, acknowledges that there are times <laughs> yes. when you should not be clearing clutter. You should be like, you know, writing your paper or doing your taxes or right. whatever it is that one does to earn a living. That's true. That's true. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's not a panacea for everything. It can be a distraction. <laughs> Yeah. Um, absolutely. So thank you very much, Aaron, for getting us uh, focused on procrastinating and uh, to-do list, uh, you know, uh, dysfunction. Very interesting. Yeah. So Aaron has a great cure for this stumbling block, Gretch. You just put it, don't, procrast- don't clear in the moment, put it on a list, a to-do list, so your mind knows you have to do yeah. it, but then force yourself back to the task at hand. Absolutely brilliant. Both problems solved. Excellent. Coming up, I give Jack a gold star that involves hash browns. <laughs> first, this break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, Gretch, it is time for demerits and gold stars. And this week, you are up with a happiness demerit. Yes. Um, so I have noticed this kind of mental habit that I have, which is not useful in any way, which is when I'm annoyed at someone, like when somebody's done something that's bugged me or not done something that I wanted them to do or done something in the wrong way, I, I, just, I kind of revel in being annoyed mm. to no purpose. I mean, because one of the things is if I'm annoyed, I can take action. I can say something. I can try to fix it or, you know, address it in some way, or I could put it in perspective. I could say to myself, does this really matter? Why is this bothering me? Does this teach me something about myself? You know, that you spot it, you got it type thing. But instead, I just kind of like ruminate, you know, I just go over Uh and over in my mind, kind of like when you press a bruise and you sort of delight in the pain. And it's really not a good place to be in my head. Um, yeah, you stew. It's not you stew. Yeah, but I kind of, it, it's kind of a gloating at somebody else's mistake <laughs> or something like that. It's really unattractive. Um, and so I want to make it like a, I want to use this demerit as a way to like try to make myself really notice when I'm falling into this pattern and stop it. Either take action or put it in perspective, but mm-hmm. not to just let my thoughts circle and circle and circle to no purpose because I think it, it engenders kind of ill will in me towards that person. And right. it's just like a nasty feeling. Like I don't want to be that person. Yeah. You don't want to be reveling in misery. Yeah. 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 Or, or kind of in annoyance or, you know, um, right. Nitpicking or, eh, I don't know. I don't know. There's just, there's a quality to it. That's just very unattractive. Well, I think this is very evolved of you, Greg. Oh. <laughs> you recognize this in yourself, and that you want to change it. Um, and I hope if I hope they all benefit from this, because if you're well, if you're stewing about something I've done to annoy you now, maybe you know you you won't, and then I won't. <laughs> 
I, not that I would know. You don't tell the person. Oh, yeah. Well, you do, not an, you do not annoy me, Elizabeth. But uh, And I don't know how evolved I am. I hope to be evolved enough. I'm evolved enough to notice the problem. We'll see if I'm evolved enough to do anything to address the problem. But um, I think by identifying it as a demerit, it will help me like get a grip at least on the problem. But yeah. here, lighten this up. Tell us, uh, give us a gold star to lighten our thoughts. So All right, well, I that. am going to give a gold star to my eight-year-old son, Jack. Um, so recently, I had a little bit of downtime before the fix started, and we went to Hawaii. Ooh, um, your favorite place. was our favorite place. And Jack was just in a mindset that he was going to try new things. Oh, and he did he say of, that? Yeah, he said that, but he's like me in that he usually doesn't like to try new things. You know, like my first reaction, especially when I was little, was, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to eat that. I don't want to go there. You know, didn't want to try new things. And we're always, of course, trying to get him to try new things, and he doesn't want to. But he sort of just decided that he wanted to get out of his comfort zone and it was like, I say hash browns because it was everything from he decided after, like, he just decided, you know what? Today I'm going to try eating hash browns. There and you go. He likes them because who doesn't like hash browns? Who doesn't browns? like hash browns? That was a good first step. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he did everything from trying hash browns to trying snorkeling, which is, you oh. know, not easy no. uh, necessarily for an eight-year-old. And then I really thought we were on the big island where um, the volcano is, and I really thought we should take a helicopter ride and see it. You know, of course, it's like the lava has caused so much devastation there, but also it's like the force of nature is awe-inspiring and something we would never see again. And so I just sort of wanted to see it and, and experience that. And I convinced Jack and Adam, neither of whom wanted to ever ride in a helicopter, that this was something, you know, worth kind of witnessing for ourselves. And we did it. And it was pretty awe-inspiring. It was, you know, something you would never imagine seeing in your lifetime. No, I mean, I think, you know, everyone is transfixed by the news and so sorry for the people who have been negatively affected by this. You know, it's just it's there. There has been devastation from it. But it is also one of these monumental forces of nature that really reminds you of kind of the awesomeness of these natural forces. And I'm sure it was like to see what was happening with your own eyes must have been very, very memorable. Yes, it was, yeah, I'll, I will definitely remember it the rest of my life. So, yeah. And then I'll more along the hash browns line, Jack <laughs> also tried his first fruit punch, his first Hawaiian, like official Hawaii fruit punch. <laughs> which he loved and then proceeded to drink all week. And I'm like, well, maybe this wasn't so good because now he's (laughs) drinking a ton of fruit punch. Uh, But anyway, he just was kind of up for anything. And I'm hoping that that spirit of adventure continues, you know, because I think he got a lot of positive reinforcement, not only from us, but just he enjoyed doing these things. Right. Right. And I think he's realizing it feels good to try something new So we'll see how that goes. But I was really proud of him. Well, and speaking of being evolved, I feel like it's very evolved for an eight-year-old to even sort of articulate that kind of personal aim. Uh, You know what I mean? It it seems like very precocious to think like, 
I want to try new things more than I do. I mean, that shows a lot of self-knowledge that you don't think of little kids as really being that self-aware. They just think like, oh, you're always trying to make me do dumb stuff. Right. right. You know? Um, so, yeah. But I also so want to give you fun. a gold star because, like, hopping in a helicopter isn't probably necessarily the most comfortable thing to you. I bet you had to kind of coach yourself, like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. This is a massive force of nature that we want to see for our, in our, with our own eyes. And, and, that, and then you had to also be the cheerleader for the other two reluctant ones. So I think, I think the whole family gets a gold star. Yeah, but I, um, yes, and I mean, having been in a helicopter once, I'm not anxious to do it again, I will say that, but, um, oh, and Grudge, by the way, I just want to mention that, you know, tourism is like, seems to be way down in Hawaii because of the volcano, which I get people, you know, it's scary, but the, uh, everybody there wants tourists to know that, you know, that's a long way away from where, you can stay even on the big island. So it is okay to go to Hawaii. We had great air quality. We had no issues. So don't stay away from Hawaii. Yes, yes. So our thoughts are with the people who have been affected by the volcano with their homes and their roads. But still, there's much of Hawaii that you can visit and um, and see. So that's great. So go to Hawaii and, um, you know, like Jack, maybe when you're in Hawaii, you will try <laughs> many new things from hash browns and fruit punch to, um, he didn't surf. That was one thing he thought about trying, but next time. <laughs> that's the next trip. Yeah. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Plan a nice little surprise. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thank you to our producer, Odelia Rubin. Also, thanks to Andy Bowers and Kristen Meinzer of Panoply. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show, you can give Elizabeth and me a nice little surprise by telling a friend <laughs> and subscribing yourself or helping them to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, And the resources for this week, a nice little surprise for you. Um, You can email me if you would like to get a sheet from my coloring book. I'll just send you a PDF or one of the sheets from my coloring book if you would like to color. A nice little surprise for someone else or for yourself. We have mugs. We have mugs for the Happier Podcast, and we also have mugs for each of the four tendencies. So I will put a link to that in the show notes. And also, you know, one of the segments that we repeat is before and after stories. So if you have a great before and after story about something that you tried, a hack, I tried this at home, some answer to a stumbling block, anything like that, please send us your story and we would love to share it on the air. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. <laughs>